Hey everybody, welcome to another Ready Man show. It's Monday, five o'clock. We got Josh, the crash test dummy here, and a special guest, Kit Cope. We'll Hold see on. you. See you in a couple seconds. Okay, we're back. Hey, we're changing up things a little bit tonight. We're doing an open question and answer. We did this before when we were in the closed group, and it was actually uh, really popular, the folks there. So we decided we'd open it up to everybody. So this is your chance to ask questions. And then we brought a ringer in with us tonight. We've got the world-famous Kit Cope here from uh, UFC and from Muay Thai. Well, Kit, tell us about yourself. I've dabbled. I've dabbled here and there. <laughs> I've dabbled here. And so are we taking, we get to take questions like yes. from yeah. viewers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's the yeah. most Yeah, so fun. people are chiming in whatever that's they want so to talk fun. about. And we, we actually doubled down on the on the fighters here. You guys thought you were just getting me, but we actually brought in a real sweet world champion fighter instead of uh, just some guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, some let's guy. see. I've, I've, uh, I've dabbled in the... In, in the fighting arts for a while. I turned uh, pro as a Muay Thai fighter when I was 17. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Um, wow. Went young. to Thailand the first time when I was 16. And how, how much time did you spend in Thailand? Uh, I've, I, you know what? I, I should add it up at some point, but I, huh. did a, I did a few like three month stints, a few like I don't know, eight or nine, three month stints. And then I did a 19 month stint. Wow, so, so I lived there quite, for 19 months. Time, yeah. All of that over there studying Muay Thai. When did yep. you first go over? I first went over when I was 16. I was on the U.S. kickboxing team. And we went for the first ever um, amateur Muay Thai World Championships. Mm -hmm. um, what year which, was that? That was 1994. Whoa, so wow. Muay Thai was brand new. Yeah. Brand <laughs> oh, yeah. New. They oh, yeah. just invented it. It came over, yeah. well, in the U.S. Right. No, I mean, it wasn't by. Yeah. It's been Muay around for I mean, a long was, time. What I mean, the first Muay Thai fights were like 90. Yeah. 90, so it, so what actually happened is, is Muay Thai came to the U.S. in like the early 70s. But it was just way too brutal for the American public. And so they put pants on and they took out knees and they took out elbows and they took out clinch work and thus American kickboxing or Western kickboxing so was born. PKA. So PKA, the, yeah, exactly. Professional Kickboxing yeah. Association. Yeah, so they, they, they pushed it down a little bit. Yep. Yep. Yep, yeah. they pushed it down a little bit, and yeah, then that, that changes the game quite a bit oh. when when you can kick in the leg. Like all of a sudden, you know, when you see oh, a lot of these traditional martial arts and the stance that they adopt. Oh yeah, trust me, you take one solid kick to the leg, and you don't you, stand like you that. You don't stand no. like that. No, no, no. and sir. it gets worse. Like if you get rocked with a right hand in the jibbers, and then the the cobwebs kind of fill up your eyes. Well, in a few seconds, those cobwebs go away. You take a leg kick in the first round, and if it's a one in the first round, it's an eight in the third round. Uh, like uh, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, we've got a video, and and, and in this, hey, let's say hey, let's I, say hi to everybody. Well, let's oh, say, hi, since let's we're, say hi to everybody. Since we're, we've got some of our regulars on there. Scott, hey man, checking in from Oregon. Thanks for tuning in, Phil. It's good to see you again. Uh, missed you. I wasn't here the last couple of times, so I, that's why I missed you probably. But uh, Phil, and then Sharon's here. Uh, Burton Fry, I remember you. Pete Sales. Hey, you guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Trade this with, or excuse me, share this with any of your friends and families out there. Remember, oh, we've got Jess Hoffner's tuning in as well. So, hey, 
You can uh, send in your questions as usual. We're changing things up here a little bit. We're doing podcast style, and we've got kind of a special announcement we're going to make a little bit later where we're going to change the podcast. We're going to kind of change the tune a little bit of the of the live feed slash podcast for Ready Man. But actually, we got we months. got a question from Pete here, so let's 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 hit that and, up before we cut the video. Let's and, see. And Jess. And Jess. What is Jess? That? Clinch work. Jess is. Uh, is where you grab somebody else behind their head or their arms. You know, there's there's a lot of dynamics to it, but it's where I'm I'm actually physically manipulating you whilst delivering elbows and knees and stuff. It's like stand up grappling. So think about when you're watching boxing. Normally, when they grab a hold of each other, the referee steps in and breaks them out. In Muay Thai, they don't do that. They let you grab a hold and you can knee them, you can elbow them, you can throw them to the ground. You can get pretty brutal in there. Yeah. So that's so sneak those elbows. Yeah. In. yeah. Uh, like dirty let's, boxing. Uh, let's see. So Pete wants Pete to know. Met you at the Drinking Bros live show. Nice. Yep. Oh, I remember uh, Pete. Okay. Yep. So seven-year-old wants to know why you started fighting, and if it wasn't fighting, what would you be? What would have been your next sport? Great wow. question. Wow, that is a That's great cool. question. A seven-year-old came up with that question. That That's is awesome. Prison. Man, Pete, you are doing a good job. <laughs> you are doing a good job with that. The other sport, prison. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, why did I start fighting? Uh, I'll tell you what. The, the way that I actually got into it was I was looking for something to stay in shape in between wrestling seasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I hated swimming because that's where a few wrestlers went was because that's the swimming season. Um, uh, I don't swim so good. <laughs> it's I, like a I actually, you, stroke, know, you know what I did drink. in the off season? Debated. Did you debate? Yeah, I was on the debate. Hey, team. dude, it's all True fighting story. is an argument. You True guys, story. you guys might not know this about Jeff, but he is actually a master debater. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and so uh, I, I was driving by. I had driven by this place a few days, uh, and and one day I just decided to stop in. They had really cool drawings on the window, just like cool, like old school Thai drawings. I had never seen kickboxing before. I'd done martial arts. I did Taekwondo. Everybody's done Taekwondo. Of course, everybody's And then I did that. Kenpo for a few years. Uh, Ed Parker's Kenpo for a few years. And then, um, and then, so I stopped in there and I looked in the window, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's like a karate, except for, the, well, they're really hitting each other. <laughs> they're really hitting each other and kicking each other. This is, this is amazing. What is this? So I went in and uh, Melcher Menor. Uh, who's a world champion, f- famous guy? Um, he was there, and I, I took a like a like a trial class, yep. and he beat the snot out of me, and I was in love instantly. I was instantly in love, and then it just so happened that, I mean, I I just found my groove. I was just really good at it, really fast, and uh, at, before that, I was just I was a I was in that wrestling lane. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get. I, be, I got a couple state championships. I'm gonna go to college Good. wrestling, and then I I kind of realized, okay, where is wrestling going to dump me out? Like, am I one of twelve guys on the you Olympic can do team? With it. And yeah. then even after the Olympics, what do you do? Yeah, like, exactly. You yeah. And I was like, I, you know what? Now remember the year I've been beat. that was that was going on here. Remember the year. Yep. Because this is 1994. 1994. So UFC yeah. had just 
Yeah, UFC 1 was, was what, 90, 92. 92. 92. Yeah, so. so it was brand new. Brand new. Brand uh, new. I think it's a little bit further down the comments. I think it was John Dykes who wanted to know, what camp were you training at in oh, Thailand? Where'd you train um, over there? Uh, oh, by the way, <laughs> sorry, uh, uh, Pete. If it wasn't, uh, oddly enough, if it wasn't um, Muay Thai, if it wasn't fighting, I actually probably would be a professional soccer player. Uh, I can see that. I, I, can see that. which is that's, really strange. That's which is he likes to kick. Yeah, that's I, horrible. He that's likes horrible. kicking. If you, there's, there's an well, underlying theme. I got, I got a couple, I got a couple scholarships for soccer, and so I probably would have ended up going to college for soccer, and then, and then started that. Communist kickball. Yeah, yeah. That's horrible. Um, the camps that I've trained at in Thailand, um, my main camp would be Kiao Samrit, um, in Taleng Chan. And then, uh, which is where uh, Anawat comes from, if you follow Muay Thai. Um, super cool kid. And uh, uh, Jockey Gym. Those are the two main gyms that I trained at. Cool. But cool. I've been to like uh, Fairtex and um, but pretty much I've been to all of the, the bigger gyms that have like big champions, you know, just to stop in and say hi and, and punch people and stuff. But those were my main gyms. Hey, Mark, Mark's got a kind of off subject. Well, it does, it's, it's on okay. everything. It's, it's, it's all fair game, folks. It's all fair yeah, game, absolutely. so ask your questions, have at it. I mean, um, but uh, Mark, <clears throat> you're asking if we had a choice on a Robinson Arms, which would you choose, the 308 or 762 by 39? No question. Uh, we just went up and shot Jason's uh, range up there, shooting distance and stuff, and the 308 is bomber. We shot a little bit of the 762-39 out there, but if you really want to reach out there and hit stuff that's at five, 600 meters and stuff, man, that 308 just really throws it out, and the Robinson Arms did a great job. So, Mark, that's a great question. Hey, before we go too far, we're open. We're having open question mic tonight, so you can blast in your questions. Let us know. We've got Kit Cope here <clears throat> that uh, fought in the UFC and from all over the place in Thailand and all over the world. And then, of course, we've got the Ready Man Crash Test Dummy. Hey, Zach. Uh, and Zach, of course, is behind the computer. He's Mixed Master Zach back there. Can you throw that video up of Kit that we found from the Yeah, in case archives. you guys don't know who Kit Cope is, here's a little, just a small sampling of what he can do. In, oh, in, cool. You can show everybody. This is, yeah, so you can talk about it um, as we go through. We, oh, don't, that was, we don't need the music. That was my short boxing stint. We nice. started it, wait, started in the middle of the video. Yeah, it's it's a long video, man. It is. It, it is, is a lot. Of, there's that, a lot of fights. That's how you know somebody's been <laughs> fighting for a while when they've got a 10-minute highlight reel. Yeah. So this is this is my short stint in boxing. That guy that I'm fighting is uh, Francisco Corrales. They told me that he was one and zero. Ha. He was one and zero in the United States, fourteen and zero with fourteen knockouts in Mexico. <laughs> oh, funny, geez. funny how they left that little bit out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the. Uh, UFC highlight thing there. Okay, we're jumping around. There we go. More punching of this guy, of Francisco. So did you I win? Did, not like did that. you win this fight? Avi. Uh, no, actually, this fight was a no contest. What? what? Yeah. Wait, did you kick him? Were you did you kick where him? were you fighting at? Uh, in Las Vegas. You kicked him, didn't you? You kicked him in a boxing match. Uh, no, no, but I, I, I did, I did actually kick. Um, uh, another dude in a sparring match on accident. Whoops. Oh well, you know. When I was boxing. Okay. This is my first submission win. Uh, I had I had Rico Rodriguez um, coaching me. I had never done a guillotine before. 
So he and he's like telling through? me how to do it while, while I was doing it. That's awesome. That's uh, great. Oh, man. It, yeah, I look, at love the hair. The hair. look at the hair. Look at the goatee. Love the Bro. hair. This is a great fight. We were watching this. I This is amazing. As we were going through, I was like, yeah, you're I just, bet he won't. I bet he won't do that again. There's so no that, way he's gonna just step like <laughs> out. And oh, there you go. Just oh. punishing this guy, man. I'll tell you what. Yep. This is this is one of the toughest dudes I ever fought. He took so. Look at this. Have a foot. Tip, tip to the face. I, I look at can opener. Boop. This dude took so much abuse. He took elbows. He took kicks to the face. Uh, he just kept coming. Never I stopped. Believe, I couldn't believe it. I was like, how's this guy still standing? Never stopped coming. That's unbelievable. Okay, look so. Look at that guy. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, look, look at that. Adonis. That's me. As, that's bigger Kit Cope. Yeah, I was going to say, what were you wearing then? You yeah, were, that was like looked, that was like 170-pound Kit oh, Cope. Oh, nice. Well, cutting to 170-pound yeah, no, Kit Cope. One, one 170-pound Kit Cope is scary. I don't oh. think I want no parts of that. Sit down. See ya. So, yeah, this is where we're talking about the difference in, in Thai boxing where you can you can there was the clinch jess oh you, uh, that was a bare knuckle fight ooh, actually no way yeah so that was that was uh moy kadchuk which is bare knuckle uh, you were frank you, dukes in blood yeah, sport basically yeah, yeah. There, well right? no or, in or uh, kickboxer excuse it, me yeah it was kickboxer yeah so they do movie. actually they they wrap your hands in rope um you don't you don't dip it in the glass no and glass. stuff well that's but, probably for the best but i'll tell you so what the, so when they, they wrap your hands rope, up in rope in rope oh. yeah so they wrap your hands up in rope and the way that they do it, they've been doing it for, you know, thousands of years. And the way that they do it is such to where as soon as you close your fist and you just hear it like creak and it becomes a cast, it's so hard. I'm telling you, I felt it felt like you could just punch through a brick wall. It was so compact wow. the way they wrap your hands with that rope. That's crazy. And then I was like, oh, shit. The other guy has these too. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> uh, that's, that's awesome. Um, okay, so there's a great question here. We gotta we gotta hit this yeah. where it's like McGregor Merriweather. Oh, the McGregor Mayweather fight. Um, who's gonna win? It's Mayweather, of course. Um, I'll I'll tell you what though. There's a lot of dynamics to this fight. Uh, I, I I probably answer this question every day. Everybody um, wants to know. Million dollar yeah. question. Or actually a hundred million dollar question. Right. right. McGregor is a terrible boxer. Terrible boxer. But that's actually what might get him the win. So you know how when you fight, when you yeah. spar with a newbie, you with spar a, with, with a somebody. Yeah. yeah. The when you spar with a white, white belt. Yeah. They throw punches from stupid angles and just they they're it's wrong there's no like, rhythm there's yeah, no you're just, timing is crazy you're just wrong yeah. that was completely ugly but it hits you because you're not used to seeing such ugly punches thrown oh, no, so it's a, and mcgregor punches way harder than mayweather sure yeah so? oh guaranteed way harder so boxing coming from you know muay thai then going to boxing then back to muay thai and then mma see i mean i looked at it where i was like mcgregor mcgregor's fighting instinct here so he's essentially he's taking on a brand new game and he's he's got to relearn everything so that he can so that he can get in the game yeah it doesn't so, translate yeah it doesn't it translate is, he won't relearn anything he's gonna take whatever <laughs> level of boxing yeah. he's at and then just bring it and then just subtract all the mma aspects yeah, yeah. And it's and not it, adding and, anything but, new. but you know i would find that incredibly even if you get really good at it, it it's still it's so hard because yeah. i had seven and a half years of muay thai before i went into boxing and it was very difficult to remember 
Like you got to be like, oh man, I would kick you right now, but I can't. can't. Yeah. So what's what else do I have? Oh, okay, I'll do this. Yeah, see, and all of that is it's t- it's, it's time lapses. It, it does. It is, and it holds you back, and it makes you second guess yourself constantly. I um, so personally, what I I see McGregor because he does punch so hard, uh-huh. getting pretty tired pretty early. Uh, because it's different pacing in boxing. Yep. I mean, if you look at the punch count that those guys are throwing versus an MMA fight, it's, it's yeah. vastly So boxers different. don't hit hard. They, hit, they hit a, a lot. lot. Yeah. They hit a lot. It's the accumulation of damage. It's the... It's well, the, and, the, you're wearing, and you're wearing the gloves. Yeah. So you, you don't have the transfer of energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and fighting with baby gloves is a total different story. Also, um, j- landing punches. Because if I've got two giant pillows on my hands and I do this, it's hard for you to put a punch in my face. But if I've got baby gloves, which is what I call MMA gloves, (laughs) this doesn't block anything. You can find a spot to open this box easily. And if you're Chuck Liddell, you just punch Yeah, you just punch the hands. When you've made a deal with the devil. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where you don't have to be in shape, you just have otherworldly punching power. But I believe McGregor is gonna get tired. Yep. Well, um, and he's going to get exhausted chasing him around because yep. it may, Mayweather is nothing if not elusive. You know? Absolutely. So I, honestly, I, I, I think it's going to be boring. I think the first couple of rounds might be pretty interesting, but then it's going to become a snooze fest yep. because Absolutely. Mayweather's going to run for the duration of the fight, outstrike yep. it, outpoint him. Uh, McGregor's going to get exhausted, going to get desperate, and it's, it's, it's... He may put him away late the same way that Nate did. Yeah, that's... Yeah, when he get, I mean, that's the thing. When you get exhausted, all bets are off. You can oh, be the man, toughest, baddest oh. sob on the planet, and but if you, know, you got no gas, if you're no, out, of, out yeah. of steam, you, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, a that's small what child I say. Beat you. F- fatigue makes lambs Coward. of lions. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. That is where they're just. I'm tired. Yeah. Oh man, I'll tell you what. So in that fight, that boxing fight that we watched, that I said was a no contest. Uh huh. So it's, <clears throat> it's the end of the fourth round. And I've got this guy on the ropes. That was actually kind of right before this happened. Uh, I got the guy on the ropes. I've knocked him down twice. I need one more knockdown. Um, so my corner is like 30 seconds. So I'm like, okay, blah, blah. And I'm just unloading and unloading and unloading. And I'm like, this is a lot of 30 seconds. Man, that's, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was 30 seconds. And it kept going. So the, the fourth round was Four minutes long so I went balls oh, wow. out for a minute Ooh. and a half and so it got to the end of that round and I was just completely punched out and the dude the dude came out of his shell and went ah, ah. <laughs> like hit me twice with like two jabs and I was like oh that's not bad oh, that's okay. not bad and I fell down and I was like this is way more comfortable <laughs> I think I'll just stay here for yeah. a while. Yeah, I was I was okay with it. Yeah, I was okay and with that's it. That's an amazing. Thing. There's no way ever in my life, ever in any situation, have I ever like given up or been okay with losing. I was so fatigued that I was like, all right, you know, I did my good. I did my best. I'm good. Yeah, it's cra- it's, yeah. it's it's really crazy the psychological. Oh man, fatigue you know, turns you into that... a different person. Yeah, yeah. Like, seen it seen it time I'm and time. Again. That's why yeah. you train against it. That's why. You That's why you train against it so you can remain yourself. Absolutely. Hey, so you guys that are just tuning in, I'm, we, Zach's got like 15 cameras up here. I'm trying to figure out what you look at. 
So right. the phone lines are open, you guys. So uh, we're looking at this. <laughs> one. So phone yeah. lines are open. If you guys, if you, if you are feeling manly, uh, you can call in and ask us a questions. Uh, you give us a call right there, and we'll answer them. We'll entertain your stuff. And uh, this is your chance to talk to me, Josh, or Kit, who's probably the one you want to talk to. Yeah, he's probably the coolest out of all. You guys he's, see he's us. He's probably all the, time. the coolest of the. He's got a lot of interesting stories. Uh, John Dykes with another <laughs> great one. Do you think the UFC is trending downward, uh, and other companies like Bellator are on the rise? That is an interesting great question. Great question. And someone, so I've. So That's a I, let, loaded question. Well, I'll, I will give you a little <laughs> bit of insight because I've actually fought, fought for, for Bellator. Bellator a couple of times. Yep. and oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I learned something new yeah, about yeah. Josh. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I thought you just fought backyards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I just showed up to people's barbecues. You had a pro fight. Yeah. Kimbo sliced it. I just beat up their drunk uncles. <laughs> um, so, so Bellator is, you know, for all accounts, probably the second, you know, biggest organization in fighting. Um, but yep. it is... Even well, now, still, it one, is... One FC. Yeah, technically, one FC. Yeah, yeah, technically, one FC is bigger than the UFC. Right. But that's just because they have Asia. So, uh, like, China watches yeah. one FC. So then, yeah, yeah if, 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 like, 1% of China watches yeah, exactly, UFC, then, then they, they, they yeah, went out. But, exactly. um, but barring that, you know, we'll yes, say in the United in the States. US, in definitely. the U.S., it goes UFC, then Bellator. In mainstream MMA. But it is a it is a stark contrast between where the UFC is and where Bellator is. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that they're not on the rise and they're not gaining, because I would say that they are, but it, they still have such a long way to go. If you just strictly look at payouts um, mm-hmm. on day one fighters, in Bellator and day one fighters, when you first sign your contract to UFC yeah. and you first, it is like, you know, 10 times the difference between, <laughs> I mean, literally no joke, one is paying 10 times more the UFC than yeah. what Bellator is. And then that's not saying there aren't guys that are making good yeah. money in Bellator, but you know, if you want to use that as the uh, the measuring stick, I mean, what do you what do you think about it, Kit? Uh, I, think, I think that, that the UFC is so far ahead right now that they just they have that accidental momentum to where to, there's there's not going to be any kind of decline anytime soon uh, the the biggest decline that the UFC saw was the Reebok deal yep the Reebok deal kind of killed them a little bit what but was, what was the Reebok deal oh man it's the worst <laughs> it's the worst deal ever so we used to have endorsements yeah sponsors i i can i can tell you i have made more money out of endorsements than i have on my fight purse a number of times oh interesting um and so the ufc took all of that away and got a blanket sponsor for the ufc so now where you used to see um, like if you saw in some of my fights, like I would have different brands on my shorts because yeah. that was the way that we advertised. Um, now it's just Reebok. You got Reebok. If you're getting paid by Monster, like on the side, you have Monster also on your shorts. But it's Reebok and Monster and that's it. So your cut. Yeah, interesting. So, you're, you're, so you do get sponsor money every fight, but it's you it's a scale um relative to your fights in for zufa so if you fought for zufa 20 or more times that's the top end of the pay scale and zufa but, is the company that that yeah. was owning ufc yeah. and wec so the guys right. so those of you like hardcore fans will know what we're talking yeah. about for those so who owns, who owns ufc now 
uh, Chinese the conglomerate some, some company, company. Some company, I big, don't know. They bought them some out. Some big mm. conglomerate. Um, marketing conglomerate but interesting to answer that question it'll be a while like there there's a lot of steps in that process before that scale gets tipped i mean bellator is doing a great job of bringing in you know a lot of uh discontent yeah ufc fighters guys that that really got hurt by those sponsorship opportunities if you have and and the and the big thing is there as well you're making an absolute great point is that the guys that are that are really upset about the Reebok deal are the guys that were doing well on the endorsement side. And if you're doing well on the endorsement side, that means like you have a personality, like you're marketable. So like like me, I was never I I, I wasn't as good at MMA as I was at Muay Thai, but I, I had a personality. I'm marketable. You know, I'm fucking beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the F-bomb, guys. I'm beautiful. <laughs> I have a gorgeous face and an Adonis and body. And, yeah. and, uh, and yeah. super, and I, super and I, humble, too. And I did That's have one a of snazzy haircut. Super yeah. humble. So and humble. So, That's what I love exactly. about it. And so I was, I was just marketable. And so I would make, I could, I could get those endorsements to make up for the lack of fight purse. And those are the guys that are going over to Bellator is the really, really marketable guys. Well, and, that, and that's something that, that I you know, is, is unfortunate with the sport in general now is, you know, you think back to pride days, guys were so extravagant and over, you think about the walkouts that they used to do and that it was, sort of thing. It had such good marketing value. Oh, it was amazing. And, Production and, value. Yeah. And, and then, you know, the UFC just is, slowly started is, chipping is, uh, that away. Are they yeah. still, is pride, pride's gone No, now, pride's right? gone. UFC bought, UFC bought it out a long time uh, ago. Bought, uh, it, bought it and then killed it. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, but some ma- would say pride never died, corporate, but uh, <laughs> corporate powers. Well, and, and you know what? What happened was they st- they started to try and take away the the individual fighter identities and make it UFC. Like we don't yep. want you to think about Kit Coat. We want you to think UFC. Yep. So it was all UFC all the time, and they started watering down the personalities. Uh-huh. So why do that? I mean, to build if, your brand. Because if you look at boxing, I mean, boxing is very much. I mean, boxing's withstood the test of time. You could argue that there are some people that are out there, Don King, who almost killed <laughs> yeah, boxing. Yeah, sure. But um, but the personalities were definitely like Iron Mike Tyson. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, Muhammad absolutely. Ali. Well, but, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say the interesting thing about an individual sport like fighting is you don't have a location that you can uh, rally around, right? So you can't just say, okay, I'm. I'm Josh Tyler. I represent all of Utah. If you're a Utah guy, you're going to cheer for me. It doesn't work that way in fighting like it does for other sports and athletics. And so you have to, you have to either a make it that company brand. So it's all about UFC or you have to make just superstars and people gravitate wherever, but it's tricky again, because it's not tied to location. Uh, They tried that with IFL and and you fought with them for a little bit, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Coached for them a little bit. Yeah. So the the way that boxing was set up from the beginning and the way that MMA was set up from the beginning are completely different. In boxing, in the beginning of boxing, it was this manager, which was also usually the trainer, would get together with that manager trainer and they would make a deal for their boxers. Hey, my boxer's a little more popular than yours is. You know, so we're going to take 60% of the gate. You get 40% of the gate. You know, and that was the deal. So the deal was always between the boxers. It was always about the boxers, always about the fighters. Um, and so when MMA came along, it was so a, a lot of people don't know that the, the entire purpose of the UFC 
um, not MMA because MMA existed in in Brazil. Well, was the, well let's say it was it, a Gracie challenge. I mean, right? MMA, truthfully, I mean, we can trace that right, way back. Right, yeah, I mean, absolutely. We go to days in ancient yeah, Greece. Absolutely. But, you know, I digress. Right, right. In this form, in this form. So um, the UFC, the entire purpose of the UFC was to showcase Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. So that... Because it was a Gracie challenge yeah. that they had. So, yeah. so it was to showcase Gracie Jiu-Jitsu so that... They could have a couple of fights, show the world that Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a dominant form of martial arts, and then shit can the UFC and open up chains of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu schools, which did happen. Which they have done. And so then Art Davies, um, once they were done with it, they were like, hey, you know, let's offload this thing. Two million dollars. Wow. Yeah, two million dollars. They put right? it up for sale. And uh, Dana, Dana was actually just a, a fan, big fan. And Dana was at the time he was a like a fitness boxing coach. And this uh, is Dana White for those of you. Yeah, guys. yeah, sorry, Dana oh, White. Wow. Yeah. He was like a fitness boxing coach. And he also had a crystal ball. At a yeah, yeah. at a at a like a prestigious gym, like where all the rich people go in Las Vegas. Uh, it was called the Sporting House, and um and he was giving boxing lessons to the Fertitas, and so he just told them, hey, this thing is for sale. I think it's got wings. You know, I think this thing could really go. So he ended up talking them into buying it. I mean, they, they own casinos. Two million dollars is in their back pocket. Yeah, that's yeah. an easy day. Yeah. So so he talked them into buying it and they were like, Okay, look, we'll buy it. You run it, we'll give you ten percent. So Dana ran it, forty four million dollars in the hole later. They the put hole. they put forty four million dollars into the UFC before it turned a dime. Whoa! And guess when that was? Jeez, that was probably uh, when did that come? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know off the head, but it was the finale of the Ultimate Fighter season one. Okay, that's the first moment that the UFC's turned a profit, and then it's been skyrocketed ever since. No, kidding. so you can literally. You can quite literally attribute the success of the UFC to Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner. Boom. Thanks, guys. Wow. Yep. Nice little history lesson yep, there. There wow. you go. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, it, no but idea. it was always set up to where it was. It was building the brand. This is the brand. UFC. This is yeah. the brand. UFC was the brand, not the fighters. Yeah. And, you know, um, and, and I think it's a tough thing to call. It, so they're to me, building the community. Right. Yeah. So, and for us, it was like, oh, what? Like for, for fighters that weren't boxers, we were like, wait, so you're going you're gonna to let us fight each other. We're not going to get in trouble and you're going to give us grocery money? For sweet. Please. Yeah. yeah right, awesome. right on. Like, because what, what were we relegated to before that? Like uh, tournaments. Like, yeah. like backyards. And yeah, 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 yeah. Backyards, backyards and, and underground. And, and, and you know, uh, like well, contact and then, and then tournaments all, and then all of a sudden like western collegiate wrestling and mm. folk style wrestling and freestyle wrestling all of a sudden was like wait a minute that's a it's a martial arts that's it's a viable yep, martial absolutely. art absolutely and so you had all these kids that all of a sudden were like well i can go hey i have something this. i can do with my life. i mean that's that was kind of my transition where i went from collegiate wrestling to like well now what am i gonna do oh i can fist fight cool <laughs> i can use these skills for something and actually make money yep. instead of yep. just beating my body up and, and it's really cool for wrestlers too because just like we talked about before 
There was no place for a wrestler to go no, after college. No, you, you, well, college, geez. Yeah. As soon as you finished high school. Yeah, yeah, that, 90, well, that too. 90, sure. 90%. 90% of the wrestlers. Yeah, and now you can take, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that transition from high school wrestling. I mean, you take a, a good high school wrestler oh. and put them into MMA. I mean, you absolutely. I mean, you don't yeah. even have to have a collegiate career. You no. can be a stud high school wrestler. And yep. I mean, there's there's plenty of guys in the UFC absolutely. that because, have that exact Because background. you're really only using... It's basic wrestling. Yeah. It's really basic wrestling that you're using. So you don't have to know all of the cool, tricky stuff that you would have to, like, on a world team or something like that, like oh. uh, mm-hmm. like uh, Joe. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but now there's a place for wrestlers to go to. There's a professional sport for wrestlers to go to where there just wasn't before. There's actually professional wrestling now, too, that's not... That's not the fake stuff. It's not WWE. Yeah, well now, because yeah. like flow wrestling yeah. and stuff. I mean, with the advent of the internet, and you can yep. actually stream it live. Because it's pretty interesting to watch. And we had someone ask a question. I think about Wing Chun. Uh, I believe oh. it was Sharon down there wanted to hey. know what. Do you, yeah, have you what, ever have you ever done Wing Chun? Everybody, Wing Chun tonight. Up? Hey, uh, <laughs> I I have actually. I've I've studied a lot of. Uh, I took the Bruce Lee approach when I was getting mostly when I was getting into MMA. Uh, and I wanted to find uh, what little bits of each art I could add to my repertoire. And, um, and so I looked, because I was taking the Bruce Lee approach, um, I looked at Bruce Lee's foundation, which was Wing Chun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I found that there is one good thing that I could take from Wing Chun, which was, uh, they, call it, you, they call it trapping. Um, but and he actually does this quite well. It's yeah, really, really frustrating. It's just, it's just parrying Super the hands, just playing with the hands. It's just playing with somebody else's hands. It's obnoxious when you're trying to hit him in the face, and he does that. Right, right. And it's it's really effective. It's really effective. Um, other than that, Wing Chun is only good for fighting if you're fighting somebody else that's fighting Wing Chun. Yeah, and that's and I think that holds true with a lot of traditional Absolutely. martial arts yep. where you know. Same style versus same style, it, it, it works great. But when you open the spectrum up to anything, because yeah. most of them have become very limited, and that's that's the issue. Yeah, where well, they, it is. It, I mean, you take UFC 1 versus UFC. I mean, what are they on now? 200 Two, or something, 214? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, um, so if you look at the early days, I mean, there were a bunch of definitive different styles. I mean, you had everything yeah. from French savate to taekwondo yeah. to, to boxing to... And now, if you look at you look at MMA guys, they're all pretty much MMA it, guys. They're yeah. all MMA. MMA guys. has almost it's, become its own martial art. Yeah, it's like absolutely. that Chinese salad that everything's kind of right. been mixed together, and it's like, okay, this tastes good, and this doesn't, so I'm, I'm going to keep this and right. and use this. And once this in a while, you killed, see some guys and that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah this will get good. you knocked and out. Like guys <laughs> like uh, Rich Franklin. Rich Franklin, he wasn't a wrestler. He didn't do karate. He didn't do boxing. Rich Franklin started training MMA, and I mean, not so only did he start so training, yeah, yeah. yeah. not There's only did he kids, start I training mean, MMA, but he started training MMA when he was like thirty, and then got the a, title at thirty-three. Wasn't that uh, he was George Saint Pierre? Wasn't he similar to that? Uh, no, no, no. He no, had a um, he was a traditional martial arts background. What, what was, was the some, did. some stand-up striking? Uh, was it not Kajukenpo? I don't. Yeah, some, something some like that. Of, some kind of karate variant. He had a karate thing going on. Interesting. Hey, you guys, 
we're about halfway through the live feed. We're mixing it up tonight um, because we're actually we're we're gonna we're gonna take this live feed. And we're actually we're gonna introduce a new concept. Ba, 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 ba. Do you want to talk about it, Josh, or do you want me to? Well, you have a better beard, so this okay. is a surprise to me too. Oh, guys. sorry, sorry. Kid, kid. And kid has kid has no idea kid what we're getting no, ready to talk about, no but he'll clue. be right in on it here in a He's second. He's all about it. So, so we're switching over the format of the. <clears throat> Podcast. That's what the announcement is, right? Yes. Yes. So we're switching it over to the Savage Gentleman podcast. So Mondays are going to become Savage Gentleman podcast. And you guys may have seen... By Ready Man. By Ready Man. Brought to you by Ready Man. Uh, some of you guys may have seen the t-shirts, the Savage Gentleman mm -hmm. ones that we're rolling out. And it's going to be a, a new line of stuff that we're doing. Taking... Uh, a little bit broader approach, you know. Ready Man is is a, about manly stuff and manly skills, but with Savage Gentlemen, we're we're opening up the floodgates, and it can be anything that that falls into that category of either savagery or gentlemanly, and ideally a marriage of both, where you're both a savage and also a gentleman. You know what? If I can chime in here, please, real please. quickly. That's what you're here for, <clears throat> because this is the first that I've heard of this. Uh, I put together a television show. Uh, a little while ago, ooh, a little television ooh, show hello. pitch, and um, and it was basically it was, it was a it was a show about man shit, and um, uh, included in that. So it's you know it's it's throwing axes, it's building stuff, it's fixing stuff, it's it's surviving. You know, um, uh, and included in that was like knowing how to dress like like James Bond like there knowing how to knowing how to how to properly shave how to properly court, don't how to properly <laughs> court a classy lady you know knowing yeah. how to know or, how a, to or a trashy one yeah either way yeah. knowing how yeah. to knowing how to mix up you know fancy drinks it was like all of the like if you took Jason Bourne and if Jason Bourne and 007 had a love child all of those skills that that kid would have was it were encompassed in the in yeah. the show. Did, have you ever read the bio that Jason wrote for me? No. Where he said that if what was it James Bond Q and a Neanderthal had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I mean that, that is, is what I'm fairly accurate. I mean that is like <clears throat> and that is savage gentleman to the T. And that I like it. You know that's like something it. that that. You know, we we try to embody that because you can't be you can't be both in this day and age. I mean, as much as we'd like to just be savages all the time, yeah, that kind of gets you thrown in prison. They, they kind of frown on that. <laughs> yeah, they they get mad about that. But at the same time, you can't be a gentleman twenty four seven either. There's some times where you've got to you know release that that inner caveman. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And get after it. So so you guys, if you've got thoughts or questions, you can give us a call. Yeah, if, if I mean, tell us, tell us what savage gentleman feeling, means to you. Give me a call, guys. If you're guys. brave enough, if you're not I'll, bet, scared I'll bet Jess kid. will give us a call. Yeah, Jess, Jess likes Jess to pretty, chat. We Jess haven't talked to her in a while. Oh, if she's still uh, watching. Strike target range. Uh, he, he's, trying to, he's trying to say Kyoko Shinkai. There it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Nice. That's, uh, that's uh, the that style. George St. Pierre. Yeah. Yeah. Kyoko Shinkai. Yeah. Um, so, so Tommy Flynn had one down there. If we can back it up just a little bit. Oh, Aside Pete, from wait, the, Pete whoop, Sales uh -oh. lost the video at right at the announcement. Oh. So one more time. Are we good? So we're changing the podcast. It's going to be Savage Gentleman Podcast brought to you by Ready Man. So every Monday we're going to be kicking this off and throwing it out there. We're going to, you know, build it as a podcast. And we're going to have fun with it. It'll I mean, be cool. It's, it's uh, we're going to make it a little bit more edgy and we're going to have some fun with it and 
you know, and hopefully you guys will tune in. And if you don't, well, we're going to sit here and have fun. We'll do it anyway. Nice. We don't really care. No, we, we want <laughs> yeah. you to be there, but it's really just for our own amusement. And we'd really like it if you called in. But, yeah, that's um, even but, better. You know. um, so aside from the McGregor Mayweather fight, what other super fight do you think would – what's another super oh, fight to be man. set up? I, I think there's a lot of stuff out there, and, and, you know, Bellator has done an interesting job, and I don't know what the numbers are. You know are. what this reminds me of? Have yes. you ever seen the movie Fight Club? Yes. Come have, on. Have you seen Fight Club? Come on. Of course. You know, I watched that movie three times back to back in the movie theater. I, oh, in the theater. In the nice. theater. Wow. I literally. We had I, it playing I, in college. We had it playing on loop yeah, in our yeah. house. It just yeah, same here. Yep. Yeah. yeah. In the theater, I literally I watched it and I was like, oh, oh. I walked out, bought another ticket, walked back in, sat there. Oh wow! And I would have just sat yeah. there. I would have like sat it. there for like the next the three. I like the honesty <laughs> right? that, that I'm gonna pay my hard-earned money for it, this. It, it, I did that, and then I I watched it the second time, and I was like, and you caught a bunch more stuff. I was like, yeah. oh. Oh, oh. And so I walked out, and the guy looked at me, and he's like, "Hey, sir, you don't really need to buy another ticket." Just, just stay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Nah, man, it's cool." And so I paid the money, and walked back in, and watched it again. And uh, we, yes, exactly. We don't talk about five fucking. But remember <laughs> when they were in there, and they used to say like. Best fights ever, like William Shatner. Against, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Abe Lincoln. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. Li- oh, good oh, one. I, I like, yeah, no, that's a great point, the hypothetical yeah, yeah. best fight. And, and I, let's talk about that. Let's first, though, let's let's talk about some, some actual super fights that can happen. I like the mythical ones. That's way fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who would win, Zeus or Odin? <laughs> <laughs> well, Odin, obviously, he's a Viking. Uh, well, there you go. But he only had one eye, death perception, bro. Well, but think about it. Yeah, but you got powers. So, you know, lightning? Yeah. Lightning bolt. Lightning yeah. bolt. <laughs> um, oh, boy. We just took Gandhi. a nose dive. I like it, Tony. Or Tommy. Uh, That's a good one. Gandhi versus. Man, I'll, the t- I'll tell you what. I would like to see. I would like to see uh, Gennady Golovkin um, against, like, a. Like a Robbie Lawler or oh something like that, right? Like a like a just like a big puncher. I mean, obviously Gennady Golovkin's gonna fucking. How, how old is how old but, is Mike Tyson now? Oh man, uh, Mike's got to be. Let's see, he was nineteen. He's pushing fifty because he was yeah, a little bit older. There. He was twenty-one when I was eighteen. Yeah. Jeez, so, man, he's, he's, so he's 50. Man, I'd love to see. 51. He's 51. Oh, so it's pretty good. So I'd love to see Mike, Iron Mike, get back in the ring. Oh, man. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to see Yeah, that. I don't I'd be so see. sad. I, and, and that's I would, what I I'd be gonna, sad. Like, like the last Sakuraba fights. Yeah, yeah. Really? Well, I mean, uh, Fedor just recently. Yeah. I mean, and you're seeing that a lot now and going back to mm. kind of the UFC Bellator thing. And, and that's what I was going to say with the super fight deal is – Bellator started bringing in some of the old school guys. And, and yeah, some yeah. of the, you oh, we know, got the a Legends call. series. Uh-oh. We've hey, got a hey. call. Tyson versus Liddell. Interesting. Hey, this is uh, the Radio Man. Go ahead. Oh, did caller. we, did we You there? You there, caller? Did we get pranked? Prank uh, caller. Prank caller. Prank, prank caller. caller. Prank caller. 
Hey, call us back. We, you know, Zach McMaster, Zach. We'll blame there. that on Zach. We're new at this part. We're new at this part. It, it, it nah, didn't come It's today's Zach's first day. Hey, Scott likes the idea of a savage show. He gentleman. doesn't know much about. Did you see that? He's he a man of education and sophistication with the training and ability to become the monster necessary to, to defeat, defeat his, his adversaries. adversaries. Oh. Wow. Ooh. Somebody write that down. Hey, somebody write that down. Harry, you need to copy that. Copy that. That's going to be part of our explanation. Callers back up. Oh, callers back up. Hey, this is Ready Man. Go ahead. Okay, we'll try this. We'll, we'll try this again. Hey, it's Jess. It's hey, Jess. Hey, Jess. Jess. Hey. <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? Good. How's Oregon? Uh, you know, it's beautiful here. It really is. Where's uh, you're in? You're in the mountains there. So, is it rain as much down there um, as it did up in Portland? No, no, not at all. I guess like we get 250 days of sunshine here. Apparently, oh, so it's wow. great. Wow. How about that? I bought a I bought a Land Rover Defender out of Bend, Oregon, one time. Nice. Yeah. Where is that bad card? And, and then I sold it yeah. like a complete knucklehead. Come on. And I've been kicking myself ever since. That's but you know, that's and the last time I was in Bend. <laughs> oh well, that's depressing. You should come visit. We Road need trip. to. We need to. Road trip. When are you, when are you coming back down so that uh, we can do uh, some film and you know, stuff? I might I might be coming back for a few days. In uh, the beginning of August, but I gotta talk. Oh, okay. I gotta talk to Chelsea first. Well, we've got a new range up on uh, up on our area there. That uh, it's almost completely ready. Oh, yeah? It's actually it's like ninety five percent done, and it's oh, bomber. Nice. Oh. It is bomber. Yeah, you oh, guys. Uh, I'm gonna have to go test that out. Okay. <laughs> and and we don't have to walk up the side of a mountain to go to it either, so it's even better. <laughs> That's a win. Okay, I won't die. That's good. Won't, won't die exactly. Cool. So what else have you been doing up there? Uh, I am still unemployed, but I'm enjoying it. Nice. Uh, just getting, um, so my boyfriend has a house up here and I'm Sounds just helping cool. him, uh, get stuff together. So doing like man things and all that. Nice. Great. Nice. Chopping yeah, down Yeah, helping him build stuff and, and all that. Carburetors yeah. and stuff. Just putting all your ready man skills to the test. <laughs> yep. I ripped the pallet apart this morning and I baked some scones. So I'm doing a little bit of Ooh, everything. Nice. Savage gentlewoman. Yeah. yeah. Gentle yeah. woman. Yeah, lady. something gentle like lady. that. What's the term? Gentle lady. Gentle person. 2017. <laughs> just lady. Baron lady. Yeah, that works. That knightly connotation, yeah. baroness. Or duchess. <laughs> well, that, that sounds no? too Duchess. Okay. Yeah. I like baroness. Baroness. Kind of like the red baron, only different. Man, I'm hungry for pizza. <laughs> well, we really took a turn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we, I don't know what's going on. Scott is saying that Bend is the land of adventure. Is that Ooh. true? Yeah. It's like, honestly, it feels like Salt Lake City. Like, there's just a, a ton to do. So, a lot of outdoor stuff. All of a sudden, it doesn't um, sound so good. <laughs> well, it's probably not 105 degrees there. <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, 90. Bend, Oregon, that's today. where Randy Couture is from. Oh, is it? Yeah, huh. oh. I believe so. Oh, okay, okay, very nice. So, do you have yeah. any questions for about a ten-hour drive? Kit here. Um, no, I was just I was just going to talk about the, the little podcast idea. I like that. Oh, oh, I don't well, really have much you. much to add. I thought, um, you know, like man skills, like grilling, and building stuff and all that. I think that's a, a super cool idea. We actually have a guy in the building here, Charles. 
And that dude is the mad griller. He is a he master is, of meat. He is oh, a master of meat. He really? Made some, he made some brisket the other day master. that was absolutely Oh, did he delicious. make that? Yeah. yeah that was they came oh, yeah. by with a plate, and I, and I, I partook. It's oh, real good. It was delicious. It was divine. But he used to make chili. Does he have and, a smoker, too? He does. Yeah, he's got he's, the whole bit. He's, he's got the whole yeah. bit out there. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't know. That's what I want to know about. Yeah. it's uh, Charles is legit. We're going to get him on here. Yeah, might as well, right? Might as well. Yeah, I like learned that. some stuff, well, and cool. we'll actually convince him to make some stuff. Yes, so we and can we can eat it. You guys can watch eat us it. eat. <laughs> you guys you can, can watch, watch us oh, eat great. The on the live feed. <laughs> on the live. We'll have a rib eating contest on the live feed. Yes. That oh, please do. Fantastic. And we'll make yeah. Zach buy cool. hamburgers for us. Oh, sorry, that was yeah. off topic. Inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Atlantis burgers. Atlantis burgers. <laughs> hey, so you guys that don't know, you remember Atlantis burgers, Jess? No, I don't. D- down at the bottom of the hill, <laughs> Atlantis Burgers. You don't remember those? Oh, oh yes, yep, at that hill, yeah. Zach now, yeah, owes you know, it, only owes eat there like five about, times a week, yeah. I think there's like thirty-seven. Zach owes me about thirty-seven of those right now, because <laughs> they're absolutely oh my the most delicious hamburger <laughs> on planet Earth. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Zach is writing funnies up cool. on the screen right now. I won't laugh at your funny, Zach. <laughs> I won't laugh. Well, Jess, we definitely miss you around here. Well, yeah. Thanks, thanks so much for yeah, for I miss you guys too. Chatting. I'll let you know, and I cool. I'll, I'll come, I'll come, uh, come yeah, back come in a few out. weeks, and I'll let you know. But we wanted to say hey. Friends. Yeah. And so chan- keep it up. I'll talk to you guys show. later. All right, we'll see you. Awesome. So there was a question that came up <clears throat> a little bit ago, and somebody. Oh, Mark? there we go, Sean. Sean Knudsen. Yeah, Sean. Uh, how do you feel? about uh, how do you feel the sport is evolving now that kids are training in multiple disciplines and becoming fighters? Or how do you think it will change over time? Oh, no, that's question. interesting. So we, we've got an evolution from artists to right? fighters or yep. martial yeah, scientists yeah. is what I like right? to call them. Right, Sport fighters. Yeah. It's sport really, fighters. yeah, it's become a more of a sport, more sport, less art. Yeah. Well, and, 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 le- and I mean, it's not super martial at this point. I mean, nobody is... You know, going out and fighting with swords hand to hand necessarily, but I would say that there is uh, go to Russia. Well, oh, yes, I was going to say yes, there, there is, and, and we did. We've some... got to get Mary back in here, the gal that we were doing the sword fighting. With. Oh, Amy, Amy, Amy. Amy. Yes. Yeah, with the uh, the the broadswords. Yes. The, so there are the, people fighting the swords. There, there just are, not very many. Well, it's just not an everyday thing where it used right, to be like, right, hey, right. you'd break out your sword in the street and you know challenge to a duel. We don't we don't do that as much, but you know people are making as much. If you're a savage gentleman, you may. See that tie in there? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. was good. Uh, I, like that. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, man, I think it's actually, I think it's actually great the way that the way that martial arts it has has kind of broadened itself to be less constricted to each traditional form, where they're they're taking again, like I said, the Bruce Lee approach and and taking different things from different arts. And combining it into an a an art form that is more the, usable, more practical, and I think and that, what that it's was gonna... some, that was something that I was always looking for when I went into martial arts. I was like, okay, I'm going into martial arts so that I can learn how to fight. I wrestled all through junior high and through high school, and then I did freestyle in the off season, and then I was also like when PKA when kickboxing mm-hmm. came out, and then I was like, oh, that's for me. Right, so my first fight, I was 15 or 16. I must have been 16 because I'm pretty sure I drove there. 
And so, or maybe 15, I, I can't remember. It's a little bit hazy back then. So anyways, but I remember at the end of my, so I was in great shape. I was, I wrestled at the time and then I was fighting. There's no better hours. shape than a high school wrestler. And so, or so I thought. And so I was fighting, so I was like 15, 16. The dude I was fighting was 24. And uh, I'm, that's kind of like my that, first that's fight. That's a big and, difference. And I'm yeah. here to tell you. It's a man. Yeah. You're, you're a kid fighting a man. Yeah. And, that usually doesn't go well. And it doesn't. And and so this dude, like, and we were in the same weight. It was weight classes. So I sat down at the end of the first round, and I had I had several epiphanies that came to light. <laughs> One is they were removing the white towel away from my face, which was now soaked red <laughs> from my blood because he had shoved the cartilage through my right nostril. A oh, sweet. Nice. I was like, Good him. okay, getting hit is very different. Getting hit by somebody who means it is very different than point tagging oh, yeah. somebody. Oh, yeah. One real epiphany, number one. Number two was I was so incredibly tired, I could not believe it. Like what, when you nerves. were explaining, like you were, yeah. well, nerves. Yeah, I was exhausted before he even started. Yeah, sure. you have the, you, the your nerves. first fights. You have no ability to relax whatsoever. Not, none at all. And then sitting down, and I think the round was like you know a minute thirty or <laughs> you know what I mean two minutes. Maybe. Which still feels like an eternity. Oh my oh, gosh, yeah. go I was so tired. They were like, "You're doing great. You're doing great." Like, was but that was everything. And I was questioning it <laughs> because they had a light and they were flicking it on my I, eyes. I can't to... breathe. You don't understand. <laughs> and they're like, "How are you feeling?" And I'm like tired <laughs> and we had like i can't I th they're probably 16 ounce gloves they felt like they were like 50 pound dumbbells <laughs> and it was like what are these massive things on the end of my arms oh my gosh i'm tired and then all of a sudden it was ding ding and it was like oh crap i gotta I go, go back again. out there you know and it was like all the kicks were in it was there was kick quotas yep so you yeah had to throw enough. five kicks above the waist per round per round and if you, you don't make the five you get docked a point yep and then but you can make up for the ones that you missed in the first round, in the second round, and get that point back. But if you don't, then you, you gotta, lose that point. Yeah, it's yeah, so it's so uh, complicated. So, so like the first round, I was trying to do my you know my 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 double and triple roundhouse <laughs> kick, <laughs> and he yeah, just knocked go? it off to the side and plow. That's what shoved the cartilage through my nostril. I was like, okay, that doesn't work. Yeah, but yeah, it was. And then like spin kicks were out about thirty seconds into it because I was like. I'm too tired to do spin yeah. kicks. Those aren't happening. Yeah, it, it's amazing the stuff that you learn as compared to the stuff that you actually end oh, up man. doing. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of it cool was, stuff you yeah. can learn, and you can practice it and train it on a heavy bag. Or, but it know, was unbelievable education, though. Oh yeah, yeah just absolutely. That, that, that two, you know, what was that two? But it was probably four minutes of my life, or six minutes of my life. It was probably two rounds, three rounds. Unbelievable education, and so that's for me. That's when big eye the path was like <clears throat> okay. Where is that? So that's when I saw Kathy Long. Uh, her? Yeah, I Kathy saw Long. Kathy Long. So here's this cute She's blonde. Ken Poe girl. But she was fighting Muay yep. Thai. Uh -huh. So I saw this good-looking yeah. blonde is fighting Muay Thai. Yeah. And I was like, Kathy Long. That. And that was like 1989. Yeah. I so I trained with Kathy Long in like 1997. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Smaller. She was like 80. <laughs> but still super gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that and I was like, "That's the future, right there. That's the future." Well, yep. and and going back to the original in the original question, you know, talking about the evolution of the sport, yep. you know, what we're seeing now, 
as opposed to the early days is we've got this new breed of fighter that has come up training exclusively MMA yep. for the purpose of MMA, not yep. so as opposed to, hey, I'm coming over from this other style and now I have to add in and fill in these gaps, whether it was wrestling or right. you know, stand-up fighter or whatever. Now these guys start in day one and they're training exclusively Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai kickboxing, boxing, judo, judo wrestling, for the explicit everything. purpose. So we've got this new breed of guys and you're seeing that in uh, MMA, in, in the UFC now where you look at the dudes that are out there and just like, they're night and day, and, and Jeremy would be a great person. You know, he talks about it all the time. He downplays, you know, his 170 or 200 something fights. They're like, well, really, the first 50 of those, those guys didn't know anything. And <laughs> and it's like, well, you still beat up 50 dudes. That counts for something. But he's still like, beat up 50. That's dudes. still 50 men that yeah, you dominated. Yeah, 50 grown men that you yeah. that you shit can. You know, there, yeah. there's something to that, but. We're gonna get Jeremy on here. Yeah, we oh, we definitely will get Jeremy. He's definitely, he, we're but gonna, he will we're definitively say in. from from a pioneer in the sport. And Kit, I'm sure you can testify too because you've been around a while. Uh, not to say that you're old, but, yeah. Man, man. Uh, but you know the the fighters nowadays are vastly different. Oh, I mean, man. even you know you look oh, at the yeah. kids coming up, and even guys that I'm fighting, you know, that I'm seeing in here, it's like. Oh man, you're you know for yeah. for an 18, 20 year old kid, you know a lot more stuff than you right. probably should. Yeah. That's right. the difference. Yeah. That's the difference, I think. So hey, I like it. We, I like we're, it. We're we've got about five minutes left with this uh, live feed. We had a great question here. It's like, hey Tommy, when will the first Savage Gentleman presented by Ready Man episode air to be downloaded? For well, download. This one's kind of like the pilot. Yeah. The pilot. So sure. We could probably say. Next Monday will be the uh, will that'll be the, be the first, official start. We'll, we'll, we'll have we'll, we'll get there. Zach spin up some new graphics. Um, we'll we'll put him to task on that, and and I think that'll be the first one. Then, however long, <laughs> um, however however long it takes to get it to whatever wherever we're gonna put it, you know. So whether that's iTunes or yeah. we've got to work all that, you know, it's still kind of in our in our brain. Well, right but now. we've also if you jump on the Ready Man subscription side, you can download all this stuff, all well, of these ones on that are on there. And we've actually got a bunch of publications you can download on there as well as some some PDFs and you can and all of these audios are getting download uploaded away. up on there so you can download them and have at it and share them with your friends and have a good time. So what's the difference between a podcast and what we're doing right now? That's a great question. What we're doing right now is we're like squeezing as much blood out of this effort as possible <laughs> is what we're doing. So we're getting a live cast because what the live cast allows us to do is we can actually answer your guys' questions while we're going. So which is kind of cool. We can take your phone calls, but most of you guys are too chicken to call in. And then we can also grab this uh, audio and then the audio will put that up there so you can download it and you can listen to my scratchy voice or Josh's nonsense. You can, well, you can listen to my beard. You can listen to his scratchy beard as we're going through what? here. So that is the difference of what we're doing right now. So if you watch it here, you can download it. You can it replay it, yeah, because that's the tomorrow. thing. You know, for us, we want to get this out to a lot of people, you know, because it's, we think it's cool stuff. It's near and dear to our hearts. So we want to expand it. And, you know, sometimes people don't have the opportunity to sit and watch a video, but they may listen to something while driving to work, you know? Yep. So it's yep. just driving to work, expanding. In the and then. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever listened to a podcast when the when they were doing it before. Right. I it's, download it, I play it in the Jeep as I'm driving. Yeah, after the fact. And, and you yeah. guys feel for I mean, download these things and share them with your friends and family. We don't care. We just want to get the word out and help out folks and have fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, Scott, great question. He's heard that Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is good, is a good defensive art. Thoughts? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That would probably be one of my one of my top rated. If you were gonna choose one specific style, um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is gonna be pretty pretty high on the. I hog would game. I would actually agree. Even as a Thai boxer, you know, at, well, I mean, I, I got I'm a purple belt now, but coming from Thai boxing. Mm. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu is definitely, uh, I'd say, one of the best overall defensive arts because it negates, to a point, uh, the size of the opponent. Mm, yeah. Now, there, there's a thing with Jiu-Jitsu where, where uh, you know, I guess purists of the sport will say that, uh, you know, it takes it makes it so that the smaller man can defeat the larger man. Yeah, to a to point. To an extent. However, if a big dude with good jujitsu fights a little dude with good jujitsu, I've got a story. Big I dude wins. I got a story. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch the amount of time we've got here. I've got a story. So <laughs> when I first started jujitsu, it was with Pedro Sauer. Do you know Pedro? Yeah heck yeah. So it was with Pedro Sauer. So any of you guys that are out there know Pedro Sauer. He's kind of a legend. I think he was one of the first non-Gracies to get a black belt. And he's Brazilian. And he's like the nicest guy on planet Earth. And so anyways, Pedro, if you've, if you've ever met him, he's like a buck 60 soaking wet. And he's, and he's just this little, you know, little humble guy. He's super nice. And anyways, so here I am. I used to work out with Pedro in the gym and I would crush him throwing weights around and stuff. And then we would go to the jujitsu gym and I was like, yeah, I'm like easily two times stronger than this guy. He could finish me about that fast. I mean, at some point, at one point I was working out with him and I was like, Pedro, at least you could look at me when you're finishing. Right? And he's like, oh, my friend, I'm sorry. Yes, of course I will look at you. And then he'd go back to directing class and choking me out and put me in arm bars. And so, and it was like jujitsu at that moment was like, this is the closest thing to like magical martial arts. Oh yeah, I've, it's, I've ever it's seen. Crazy. It was it was unbelievable. I was like, Pedro, I'd be like, oh my friend, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a kimura on you or whatever, you know, an arm lock. And I was like, yeah, okay, watch this, you know. <laughs> no. Tap, 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 tap. Yeah. It was well, un- it was unbelievable. Especially comes magic from a wrestling background where you know there's so much strength and explosiveness involved that you you get this sense of what your body is capable of against a similar sized human being. But with jujitsu, it is almost magic because you're you're applying it in you know. And, and he would move in slow motion. Yeah. Like I should yeah. you know, he was yeah. moving in slow motion. Yeah. It was like just you know very he, he, smooth. He'd just, he'd just be like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's <laughs> you better tap or I'll break you. So shoulder. as far as a defensive martial art, I, I think it's phenomenal because if you are skilled, you can be smaller. Now if you're yes. both skilled, then size then, becomes yeah. a factor again because you know when I grapple Jeremy Horn, you know he's going to to trash me probably 99 times out of 100. I'll get it. I'll get that one. But white belt. Even getting one on Jeremy you? Horn I, is is, a, is something to I mean, shout about. I mean, I I am a brown belt. I'm not a slouch. But you know, but Jeremy Horn is 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 Jeremy Horn. Do you know what's funny there is, is I've talked to a couple of other guys in the UFC, and I mentioned that you know Jeremy's a buddy. Every single person I've ever spoke to that that was like in the UFC or fought with Jeremy, they're like, man, he's like one, he's amazing fighter, and two, he's like the nicest guy you've ever met is mm-hmm. just salt of the earth 
yep. good human being. Uh, and, and one might say a savage gentleman. One might oh, say a savage gentleman. I like, I like one might. That yeah. <laughs> um, and and of course we have one of our favorite savage gentlemen here. Thank gentleman. you, gentleman. Thank you. Gentleman. Gentleman. Yes. Gentleman. Gen- one, one one of the gentlemen. Of the gentleman. Yes. Gentleman. Yes. Yes. Just say it really uh, fast. A gentleman. Kit Cope, he, uh, if you guys don't know, he's actually an avid shooter as well. I we am. didn't even talk about that, but I do. he likes well, guns. I'll have to come on again. Yeah, we'll have to bring him on. He can talk about his guns. He can talk about his escapades over in Thailand. Um, <laughs> some well, of them, some of them. Some of them. Some of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's yeah, family and, show. And, and that's and and again, going back to what what the difference is. One of the main differences we want to do with Savage Gentlemen is open it up to a broader field of topics where you know our ready man is still going to stay in that ready man um core core topics where we're talking about prepping and surviving and and you know defending your family and that sort of thing whereas savage gentlemen can can broaden out a little bit wider so i I don't remember who answered that question but hopefully that that covers that for you so one more question chris you're asking us about the shirt which shirt are you talking about which shirt any man shirt or the Savage Gentleman shirt. The Black Rifle Coffee. Is that a Black Rifle? It's a Black Rifle black shirt. Rifle oh, brand new. Shirt. Brand new Black the new Rifle hotness? shirt. Dang. Or the Bearcat shirt. With General George S. Patton. If I had to guess, I would say it's probably the Black Rifle shirt that he's asking about. But we'll we'll find that out. Probably. So what, uh, just I like, saying, I don't uh, have one of those. You get this I like one that at one. Ready Man. You can get yeah. this one at Black like Rifle Coffee, and you can get that one. I don't think you can get that you one anymore. You can get this one. This one you can't you can't get it because if you've got it then you don't need it That's and if right. you need it you ain't got it boom uh the black rifle yep black yeah. rifle blackriflecoffee.com black rifle coffee wins wars it's coffee the truth wins wars. true story it's a true story yeah okay, and wins fights too coffee and ranger pudding I don't know if Ranger Pudding wins any wars. <laughs> no, no. That's pretty. That, that we'll save that for a Ranger School story. Oh, right? We're going to talk about that. Oh, do we have time to take this call? Yeah, let's take the yeah, call. Let's see who it is. Let's say hey. Yeah. Oh, hi. Hello. Hey. Hello. Caller? Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Oh, all right. Yeah, I can hear you. We're going to go. Good, yeah. Hey, Hello. welcome to the Radio Man Show. Let's, uh, thanks for calling in. I can. So I got a question for Josh. Yo. How Go many times it. a day does he apply beard oil and how many cups of coffee does he get and does he put beard oil in his coffee? Ooh, beard oh. oil in the coffee. Okay. Yes, yes, and yes. All, I can tell you that definitively. All of it. All of it. So <laughs> so actually beard oil is, is usually just once in the morning. Um and then I, it, after I shower at night, then I'll probably put it on again, depending. You know, sometimes it just, yeah. you know, sometimes you're just so tired, it doesn't matter. You're going to bed anyway, right? But Don't you just slather your whole body in that stuff? You could. Yeah, so is, is beard oil a source of MCT or more of a short chain fatty acid? It depends on where you're getting it from. Uh, the one that I use actually uses hemp seed oil um, as their, well, there as their we go. main. Yeah, mm. so, that, so that's the, the base there. But there are a lot of them that will use... You know, an MCT oil, yeah. coconut oil as, oil as its base, pine oil. There, there's a lot yeah. of good stuff out there. Um, and then how much coffee do I drink? Uh, man, is is as much as I can fit into my gullet. Really. We're, we're, we're pretty much going nonstop here. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's however much this can contain. I'm about full to here of coffee. <laughs> I'll tell you what, did, uh, Chris, wait, no, who's, who's, who's on, on the phone? Yeah, who is this? this it sounds familiar. Say again? Yeah, this is correct, Ken. Clark Kent? 
Craig Kent. Craig Kent. Craig Kent. Oh, oh, it's Craig. Oh, oh, I, was like, I, was like, I know this voice. Clark Kent. I know this I just voice. Watched your, I just watched your rebuttal to what I the hell. Oh, I thought that was, dude. Oh, my gosh. We got to have, we got to oh, have Craig we, come we, on, we, talk we, about we, what we, the hell. We've got to do, a, we've got to do a podcast about what the hell three can come on here. And, like, fair warning, it'll oh, just please. be ranting. Because oh, that was like the that. absolute worst documentary I think I've ever seen. We can just make so much fun about that thing. So, and for those of you yeah, guys it viewing, it's the worst one on Netflix. <laughs> if uh, everyone watching and listening, if you're not familiar with Craig Ken, he is our resident uh, expert on nutrition and supplements, and also has been my conditioning coach for quite some time. So oh, I would he's love a, to chat with. He's Craig. a he's a friend friend of the Ready Man Show, part of the and family, the new, yeah, and lover. And lover, Josh, come on. I am lover, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you. Does Craig have a beard? Craig does not have a beard. Not have a beard. No. Okay. Yeah, I have just, a beard. It's just to, uh, a just to put it out there for those who who don't have beards or who are thinking of growing beards. Um, so I used to have a one of these things, like a big, long, awesome, gorgeous beard. Um, just because <laughs> I've got superior genetics, of course. Um, uh, so the thing, if you don't, if you don't actually oil it and take it, it's actually everybody's like, oh, big manly beard. It's the girliest shit ever. There is a growing lot a of beard is super girly. You there's yeah. you just tripled your maintenance that you have to go through. Yeah. Uh, you got to comb it. You got to you got to oil it. You got to shampoo it. Yeah, like, where's, there's where's a your, lot more maintenance. Your, where's your picture out here? Um, yeah, that's exactly why I keep it trimmed down. Uh, no, it, so if you don't though, so if you don't oil it, um, the way that it works is the regular oils that are in your face that keep your skin supple. Um, well, your beard I soaks like those up anyway. So your face under your beard dries out if you don't oil it. And then you get like hot spots and stuff, like a dog, and it's gross. you get it's really gross. you get like beard dandruff and all kinds of stuff like that. So you actually must oil your beard. Yeah, <laughs> unless ah, you're hairy. So like beard damage is the real thing, man. Like beard damage uh, really happens. You need Geico almost. That's that is horrible. <laughs> that is horrible. So Craig, so we got to get you on here because I want to I want to talk about what the health. I want to beat yeah, that thing up. I'll be happy to. That was that. I, I, I had to shut it off. It's a rare occasion, so like I have two young boys, and uh, and so when they leave, it's like, I I get to watch something other than Iggly and Squiggly and and Umi Zumi. <laughs> so and I and I like to watch documentaries, right? Yeah. And, um, right. and so I. I'm like, what the hell? You know, I'll watch this. Yeah, Sounds let's good. check it out. Sounds good. I was 30 minutes into it. I was so mad. I was like, this is the absolute worst. It wasn't fake news. It was fake science. It was crap. Yeah, that's, that's exactly why I stopped about 30 minutes in. I'm going to have to check it <laughs> out. You, you'll make it like 30 minutes. And then somebody, there's somebody put a doctor up. That, uh, oh, he was good. Right he was life. really good. There was a doctor. Uh, that a YouTube, I shared that to you, and, yeah. Yeah, you shared it to me. And it's like half the thing he's right? doing this. He's like... Complete jaw drop, mouth open, shaking his head yeah. like in disgust. It was, it was abysmal. That's why but... I can't pick up a science or a, uh, uh, what is, what is it called? Uh, health and fiction magazine. Oh yeah, those are bad. Those are real bad. <laughs> yeah, real bad. Horribly. Hey, the so we have hey, is just a vegan a propaganda. Muscle and agenda. fiction. I mean, it That's would probably be a pretty good muscle documentary unveils the problems that we have with cancer research in our medical division in the government but at the same time like there was such a huge agenda on the vegan side that it just gets lost in the holy shit these vegans are lying to me and i want to punch them in the face 
Yeah, I I thought it was going to take a turn at first. I didn't know that it was a vegan-backed thing. And I thought they is? were going after, like, the pharmaceutical industry. And I'm like, all right, I can kind of get behind this. Like, yeah, because it's, me too. <laughs> but but they, they just completely, like, took a hard Bro, right, and it went crazy. It, 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 was, it, it went off the rails fast. It was. Real fast. It, it, yeah, so let's, well, let's chop that up. Yeah, we're, we're going to do that soon, so you guys can look forward to that. And if you... You can prep yourselves by checking out and just doing a little research on what the health. Uh, if you want to find out the worst information about diet and nutrition, then watch that documentary. Awesome. There's plenty of it out gonna there. Be, yeah. You're going you're gonna to hear some ranting. Yeah, we're going to rant on it very soon. Uh, hey, please let me be a part of that one. Yeah, come, so please. I do have a degree in exercise physiology with oh, an emphasis in oh, human sports performance. I would love this movie. So uh, I, yeah, I, we can, I would love to be a part of that this one. This will be great. It'll be so This will be great. We're Even gonna, Ryan knows it's, it's Ryan's, crap. yeah. Ryan, this is awesome. Well, Craig, thanks so much, bud, for for calling in, man. We'll we'll talk soon. We'll have you out here again and have that going. We will, Ryan. Ryan. Hell yeah, sounds good. Awesome, awesome buddy. All right, <laughs> we're later, just, bro. We're gonna shred. Take it easy. We're gonna shred that documentary. It's it's a rare instance where I will say somebody is blatantly wrong. Yeah, I'm like, well, you know, you gotta look at it from their side of point. Blah blah blah. That movie, we're gonna shred it. Jeff is really fired <laughs> gonna, up about it. Like, I can tell. It's very rare. I can it, tell. It, it is true. Like. For for being, for being the the savage that he is, like Jeff is oddly even killed. Like I, yeah. I've seen stuff go south <clears throat> really fast, and I'm waiting for his head to explode, and he just, eh, and I'm like, ah, uh, because that's I mean that's the running joke is you don't want to piss Jeff off around here. Like most people right. in this building won't even come talk to him because <laughs> they are terrified. I've heard, and so I've heard I've, so, because you're back here in the in the corner. I'm like way on the other side, so I just hear. I just hear stories, rumors. rumors, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one person, whispers, whispers. The one Jeff. person you don't want to piss off in this building is Jeff because you'll disappear. Yeah, they actually <laughs> refer to him as he who will not be named. They don't even say his name. Right. They're just like, it's like uh, a we bad can't Harry Potter chapter. Yeah, yeah. So when 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 he gets fired up about something, you know, you know, it's, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. This you will know, be it's great good because we are going to shred excited that, about that garbage documentary. Awesome. Shame awesome. on them <clears throat> and the scientific method, man. Well, where are we at? I think we're we're at time, right? Hey, Scott, you're right. I Keto. Bye. And that's our parting thoughts. Kit. Yes. Parting thoughts. Parting shots. <clears throat> parting thoughts. Parting shots. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. The, my biggest takeaway from this is uh, I would like to be more a part of it with you guys. This Please. is okay. this is awesome. Love to have. It's you. awesome. Uh, you're you're drafted. You you guys have got absolutely have. Uh, loyal followers here that are chiming in you you guys i was actually kind of like you guys knew everybody's name and yeah, stuff. we've got regulars like the, man they're like, cool they're a good group really cool really cool very very uh together you guys are with this Thank you. um thanks for having me i appreciate it anytime i can see my face on a tv <laughs> you know? Hey, we uh, love it too, man. Our ratings went through the roof with this guarantee having your face. Yeah. Helped us out. Sky Mark, I didn't even have to show my abs. It was great. Um, yeah, follow me up on uh, oh, yeah. all of the stuff. I'm just Kit Cope, K I T C O P E. So Instagram, everything. Facebook, yep. uh, LinkedIn, uh, MySpace, what all, all Snapchat. Cope. Okay. Uh, I'll, if, you, if you follow all of them, you will. 
and he, probably and not see anything except and, for on Instagram because and, that's and he has the world's coolest looking dog. Oh, yeah. uh, Cage. We should have Cage on. We should bring the dog. We'll, 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 bring, we'll bring Cage oh, on. Man. The awesome. Cage Cage is his pit bull, and the dog's head is bigger than mine. Oh, it's yeah. massive. He's a big shark pig. Yeah, is, it's awesome. And his mouth is like, yeah. yeah. It's cool. We'll bring him on. Cool. Josh, close hey. it up. That's that's a pretty good wrap for our first, you know, this is this is kind of our test test drive of the Savage Gentleman. Right. I think we hit a pretty good one here and hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, we're going to have a great feed on Thursday and then we'll see you next Monday for the official Savage Gentleman podcast. Good night you guys. <laughs>